Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Saturday, July 24th, 2021, 5.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we welcome you, of course, from the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, episode number 269 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. <clears throat> and as always, every single Saturday evening on Power Hour, we bring you, of course, uh, today, uh, every Saturday's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. We also, of course, look back on the week in, uh, on the on the week that was here in the world of professional wrestling. <clears throat> here in the radio network, everything that we did discuss, of course. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did, we will be bringing you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. And by all means, please press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. And as we go ahead and get started here, <clears throat> here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, just <clears throat> wanted to, of course, let everybody know that at uh, some time here, to, to, to starting this evening, we will be posting, of course, that special uh, championship poll match. Between, of course, the Human Suplex Machine defending the NXT US Million Dollar Championship against the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, who, of course, did indeed earn that opportunity by, of course, competing in a week-long triple threat match. Of course, getting by the Soul Man, <clears throat> the Soul Man Justin Lewis Fleming, and, of course, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel. 
So we'll be posting that sometime here today. And I apologize for not getting it up any sooner. But we will get it up here today so we can start doing that voting. And keep in mind that you will have plenty of time to vote on it. As, of course, you'll have until next Friday on uh, Revolution episode number 1022 in order to bring. And then by that time, we will, of course, be bringing. we We will definitely, of course, here let you know, of course, if, in fact, John was able to retain the belt or if J.D. picked up another notch on his list of championship rings. So we'll keep you informed about all that. In the meantime here, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and first start off with our wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. We start with the wrestling portion, of course, right here for today. As we said, July the 24th, and here we go. On this date in 1995, on the live edition of WWF Monday Night Raw from Louisville, Kentucky, the new Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels defeated Jimmy Del Rey from the Heavenly Bodies in a non-title match. Dan Spivey made his in-ring TV debut in his new Waylon Mercy gimmick, and Bret Hart defeated Hakushi in the main event. On this date in the year 2000, the champion, WWF Champion The Rock and Kang fought to a no contest against Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit in the main event of WWF Raw from Austin, Texas. On this date in 2001, Kurt Angle defeated Booker T by submission for the WCW World Heavyweight title at the WWF SmackDown taping in Angle's hometown of Pittsburgh. On this date in 2004, Ace Steel and CM Punk defeated BJ Whitmer and Dan Math in a two-on-two straight fight in the main event of Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor 2, Part 2, from Chicago. Also, Samoa Joe retained the ROH World Heavyweight title against Colt Cabana, and Doug Williams retained the ROH Pure title against Austin Aries. On his date in 2005, at WWE's Great American Bash in Buffalo, New York, JBL picked up a disqualification win over the World Heavyweight Champion Batista in the main event. The Undertaker defeated Muhammad Hassan and became the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title. Following the match, the Undertaker performed his last ride finisher on Hassan through the top of stage floor, riding the controversial character of tele- <clears throat> riding the controversial character of television. Uh, also, uh, riding might be riding off. I'm not sure, but I believe that's what they were saying. Rey Mysterio defeated Eddie Guerrero in the in the match of the night where the match stipulation was that if Mysterio lost, then Guerrero would reveal a KFAB secret. <clears throat> Neither the Mysterio or Guerrero families wanted to be revealed in public, which was actually related to Mysterio's son, Dominic. Also, Melina defeated Tori Wilson in a bra and panties match, and the team of Road Warrior, Animal, and Heidenreich defeated MNM, Joy Mercury, and also John Morrison, for the tag team titles in the opening match. On this date in 2006, in the main event of WWE Raw from Cleveland, Ohio, John Cena and Ric Flair defeated WWE Champion Edge and Johnny Nitro. On this date in 2009, Austin Aries retained the ROH World Heavyweight title in the main event of ROH Death Before Dishonor uh, 7, Night 1, in a fatal four-way match against Jerry Lynn, Nigel McGinnis, and Tyler Black. Of course, Tyler Black, we know now on SmackDown as Seth Rollins. And those who, of course, type up the history page, keep in mind Aries is 
It's actually A-R-I-E-S, not you have it spelled wrong. On this date in the year 2010, Tyler, uh, Tyler Black once again retained the ROH World Heavyweight title against Kevin Steen, who we now know as Kevin Owens, in the main event of ROH Salvation from Chicago Ridge, Illinois. On this date in 2012, at the SmackDown taping <clears throat> in Kansas City, Missouri, The Miz retained the Intercontinental title against Christian, and in the main event, Alberto Del Rio was victorious over Daniel Bryan, Kane, and Rey Mysterio in a fatal four-way. Excuse me for just one second here, folks. On the state in 2015, Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong fought to a time limit draw for the ROH World Heavyweight title in the main event of ROH's Death Before Dishonored 13 in Baltimore, Maryland. Also, the addiction, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian retained the ROH tag team titles against Red Dragon, who was Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the Kingdom, Matt Taven and Michael Bennett, and War Machine, Hanson, Hanson and Raymond Rowe in a four-corner survival match for the R- Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. On this date in 2016, at WWE's Battleground in Washington, D.C., <clears throat> Dean Ambrose retained the WWE title against Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in a triple threat match in the main event. The card saw two six-man tag team matches. In the first one, the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and Braun Strowman, defeat the New Day, of course, Xavier Woods, Big E, and Kofi Kingston. Later on in the evening, John Cena, Big Cass, and Enzo Amore defeated AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Hmm. And on this date in 2017, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeated The Miz, Bo Dallas, and Curtis Axel in a handicapped tag team match in the main event of WWE Raw from Washington, D.C. And we have three wrestling birthdays to bring you here, of course, here today. First off, we want to wish a very happy 31st birthday to one half of the the former uh, tag team champions, uh, Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins. Happy 31st birthday to him. Also, we want to wish a very happy, uh, let's see here, yes, happy 46th birthday to uh, WWE Hall of Famer, we should say, former WWE female competitor, Tori Wilson. Doesn't look like she's, she looks very, very good for 46. Very good indeed. Beautiful indeed, as always. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, uh, let's see, Happy 54th birthday to Buck Quartermain. I'm not sure if he has passed on or not, but we will we'll go ahead and just wish him a happy birthday anyway. So happy birthday once again to Angelo Dawkins, Tori Wilson, and Buck Quartermain. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can also check out any additional wrestling uh, history and birthdays courtesy of the soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, on our page, WCWS Fan Empire. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation if you wish to of course check out what he what he has posted and he definitely has he might have some of the same stuff I have already mentioned but he may also have some other stuff that I have not as well because he does go into great detail so I do I do of course like I said urge everyone to check out what he definitely has in store now of course ladies and gentlemen let's go to our pop culture history and birthday here report
give us a moment here to get it all pulled up here. Uh, okay, here we go. And let's see here. And of course, like I said, we keep in mind that we always bring you, of course, your pop culture history and birthday report every Wednesday in full detail on WCWS Outside the Ropes. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind <clears throat> that in addition to in addition to on in addition to outside the ropes, of course, the human suplex machine John Gross always brings you your always brings of course your uh, wrestling birthday on WWS Raw Radio every Monday. Of course, in addition to every Monday, he always brings it for the weekend before. Also, of course, he does bring it to us every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Revolution. And also every Thursday on NWO Wolfpack. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, Justin does bring us our wrestling pop coat, wrestling uh, history and birthdays on WWS Fan Empire. <clears throat> he also reads what he actually uh, posts post as well. Um, the pop culture, of course, portion, Justin always posts, always put uh, post his report on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. If you wish to, if you wish to check out what he has, of course, posted there as well. And some might be, might be, it might be some few things that I or John may be, may point out on our, on the shows and all. But still, like I said, Justin does put in a few there that we have that we never, that we don't get a chance to actually mention ourselves. So, so my thanks to also John and Justin for providing that here to us each and every week. On this date in 1534, Jacques Cartier lands in Canada and he claims it for France. On this date in 1567, Mary Queen of Scots is forced to advocate her one-year-old son. Uh, her is forced to advocate, and her one-year-old son becomes King James VI of Scots. On this date in 1832, Benjamin Bonneville leads the first wagon train across the Rocky Mountains by Wyoming's South Pass. Of course, that kind of wonders if that was the inspiration behind Pontiac naming one of their vehicles the Bonneville. I'm not sure, but you never know. On this date in 1911, American explorer Hiram Bingham discovers Machu Picchu, which is the lost city of the Incas. On this date in 1943, Operation Gamora, the Royal Air Force begins bombing Hamburg until August the 3rd, creating a firestorm and killing 42,600 people. On this day in 1982, the single Eye of the Tiger by the group Survivor from the Rocky III soundtrack starts a six-week run at number one on the U.S. charts, ends up winning the Grammy for the bet for Best Rock Performance. And on this day in 2019, global warming is the fastest in 2,000 years, and scientific consensus, consensus that humans are the cause is at 99%, according to three major reports published in journals Nature, and nature geoscience. Hmm. Also on this date, 1952, the movie High Noon, and of course a Western star directed by Fred Zinneman, starring Gary Cooper and Thomas Mitchell, is officially released. And also on this date in 2005, the 92nd Tour de France <clears throat> uh, actually has no winner. Lance Armstrong retires after winning a record seventh consecutive victory, but was disqualified in 2012 for doping. That means it had something to do with, of course, a drug-related issue. 
On this date, 1824, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania newspaper publishes results of the first public opinion poll with a clear lead for Andrew Jackson, obviously, of course, for uh, president. A uh, couple of notable birthdays right here today. Today would have been the 124th birthday of famed aviator Amelia Earhart. Of course, as you know, she she went missing, and I believe somewhere around Bermuda. I believe it's, that's what's been talked about. But of course, obviously, uh, um, but uh, that but she has never been she has never been um, she's she I don't think she, I don't know if she's ever been found or not. I'm not sure. But anyway, she would have been 124 years old today. Uh, they that listed her as passing away in 1939. And today is also happy 57th birthday to baseball great Barry Bonds. Also on this date in 2001, Simeon Sachs Coburg Gotha, the last Tsar of Bulgaria when he was a child, is sworn in as Prime Minister of Bulgaria, becoming the first monarch in history to regain political power through a democratic election to a different office. On this, uh, several famous weddings here on this date in 1554, Queen Maria of England marries Philip, King of Naples and Jerusalem. On this date in 1946, Pulitzer Prize winning composer Howard Hansen, who was 49 at the time, marries Margaret Elizabeth Nelson at the Chat. Chautauqua Institution in New York, and on his date in 1972, composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, who was 24 at the time, marries Sarah Hugill. Some notable passings here. Uh, President Martin Van Buren passed away on this date in 1862. Um, This name does ring a bell, but I'm not 100% as to what he did. Matthew Webb passed away on the state 1883. This other gentleman, I'm not 100% sure what he did. Um, James Chadwick, uh, that's his last name, yes. Uh, passed away on the state 1974. And famed actor Peter Sellers, who, of course, as you know, was Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther series, of course, also in being in several other movies um, as well, passed away on the state in 1980. Let's see here. Also on this date, 1851, one of Britain's most hated taxes, uh, which had been in force for more than 250 years, was finally abolished on this day. Um, so apparently no more tax. So on this date, 1851, no more. Uh, uh, so after being around for 250 years and all that. I mean, finally they got a little bit of a break there. So Now let's see what we have here in your movies and TV uh, history and birthdays. As we said, of course, on this date in 1952, the movie High Noon, directed by Fred, Fred Zinneman, uh, starring Gary Cooper and Thomas Mitchell, was officially released. On this date in 1953, KEYT-TV Channel 3 in Santa Barbara, California, an ABC affiliate, begins their broadcasting 
1957, KTVC-TV Channel 6 in Ensign, Kansas. Ensign spelled as in the rank, military rank, Kansas. A CBS affiliate begins their broadcasting. On a state in 1959, the 500,000th Dutch television set is registered. Unbelievable. On this day, 1971, WUHQ-TV Channel 41 in Battle Creek, Michigan, an ABC affiliate begins their broadcasting. On this day, 1974, Death Wish, based on the novel by Brian Garfield, directed by Michael Winter and then starring the one and only Charles Bronson, is released in the United States, one of his best, in my personal opinion. On this day, 1978, Margaret Garnet of South Africa is crowned the 27th Miss Universe. And on this date in 1998, the movie Saving Private Ryan, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Hanks, Edward Burns, and Matt Damon, is released. It won the Academy Award for Best Director in 1999. Uh, <clears throat> some notable birthdays here today. Um, I believe, I'm not sure what uh, this gentleman did, uh, um, but, but today here would have been the... Uh, 157th birthday of Frank um, Wedkind. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, today we want to wish a very happy 52nd birthday to Jennifer, to, to J-Lo herself, Jennifer Lopez, and happy 39th birthday to Elizabeth Moss. As we said, of course, today, uh, we, on this day in 1980, we lost legendary actor Peter Sellers. Uh, on Some notable other notable weddings here. On the state in 1993, Richard Maul, best known for playing Bull on Night Court, who was 50 years old at the time, marries Susan Brown, who was 32 at the time. On the state in 2004, Alex Band of the group The Calling, musical group The Calling, who was 23 at the time, marries Cleopatra 2525 actress Jennifer Skye, who was 27 at the time, in West Palm Beach, Florida. On this date in 2004, former MSNBC news anchor Ashley Banfield, who was 36 at the time, marries real estate financier Howard Gould, who was 31 at the time in Kenora, Ontario. <clears throat> On this date in 2010, the Real Housewives of Atlanta actress and a well-known model Cynthia Bailey marries entrepreneur Peter Thomas at Fernback Museum of Natural History in Atlanta. And we don't have any ages. We don't know how old they were when they, of course, got married. So. That's okay. On this date in night, in now your music history and birthdays here, folks. On this day in 1917, the trial of Dutch exotic dancer Mata Hari begins in Paris for allegedly spying for Germany and thus causing the deaths of 50,000 soldiers. On this date in 1942, Irving Berlin's musical This Is the Army premieres in New York City. On this day in 1965, Flora the Red Menace closes at Alvin Theater, New York City after 87 performances. On this day in 1965, Bob Dylan releases the song Like a Rolling Stone. On this day in 1965 as well, the rock group known as The Animals <clears throat> um, hits, hits the British uh, charts for the very first time. On this date in 1967, the Beatles signed a petition in in the in times to legalize marijuana. I think this was 
may have been over somewhere in England. I'm thinking I'm not sure. But anyway, that's that's what I have. On this date in 1982, the best little whorehouse in Texas closes at E. O'Neill, New York City, after 63 performances. And also on this, on this, on this day, 1980, on this day, 1983, MAME opens at Gershwin Theater, New York City, for 41 performances. As we said, of course, Jennifer Lopez today turns 52. Notable passings in the world of music. On this day, in 1652, Johann Whiteman, an organist of and sacred and secular music composer of German descent who who did the Sorgen Lagirin passes away at the age of 32. On his date in 1739, Benedito Marcello, an author and composer of Italian descent who did Lettera Famagliere passes away. Actually, he turned 39, I mean, I'm sorry, he turned 53 when he passed away in 1739. On this day in 1809, Johann Gottfried Eckhart, uh, who was, uh, was a, a composer, passed away at the age of 74. And on this day in 1812, Joseph Schuster, a composer, passes away at the age of 63. On this day in 1946, Pulitzer Prize winning composer Howard Hansen, who was 49 at the time, as we said, marries Margaret Elizabeth Nelson at the Ch 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 Chautauqua Institution in New York. On this date, 1972, composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, who was 24 at the time, marries Sarah Hugill. And on this date, as we said, 2004, Alex Band of the Colin marries Jennifer Skye, I believe from the movie Cleopatra 2525 in West Palm Beach, Florida. Like I said, he was 23, she was 27. Now let's check out your sports history here. On this date in 1893, for the only time in the history of the U.S. Tennis Championships, an event is held off the Eastern Seaboard, the Men's Double Championship in Chicago. On this date in 1902, Victor Trumper scores a century for Australia before lunch uh, in the fourth test cricket versus England. On this date in 1904, the second Tour de France won by Henri Comet. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Cornet. I'm Cornet of France. On a state in 1905, International Lawn Tennis Challenge at Wimbledon, Lawrence Doherty and Reggie Doherty beat Holcomb Ward and Beals Wright 8-10, 6-2, 6-2, 4-6, 8-6. the Isles an unsaleable 3-0 lead over the U.S. and it ends 5-0, I guess, in the favor of the British Isles. On a state in 1908, American Johnny Hayes wins the London Olympic Marathon in games record 255-18.4 after Dorando Petri of Italy disqualified for receiving assistance before the finish line. On a state in 1909, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Superbrus Super pitcher Nap Rucker strikes out 16 Pitt, Pittsburgh Pirates in a 1-0 victory at Washington Park in Brooklyn. On this date, 1921, the 15th Tour de France won by Leon Skuer of, Bel of Belgium. I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Now, on this date, 1931, Pablo Nirmi runs world record two mile, 859.6. As we said, of course, today, happy birthday to Barry Bonds, who turns 57. And, of course, we lost Matthew Webb on this day in 1983. I'm assuming he was either a wrestler or a boxer. 
the one I'm noticing here, I believe, but I'm not 100% sure. And one wedding in sports we'll talk about on the state in 1980. Tennis star Bjorn Borg, who was 24 at the time, marries tennis player Mariana Simonescu, who was 23 at the time, in Bucharest, Romania. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with your wrestling and pop culture uh, history and birthday report here, of course, for today. <clears throat> of course, as always, you can always, you can always, of course, check out uh, check out reports courtesy of our own human suplex machine, John Gross, which brings him, of course, to the table every single Monday afternoon on WWS Raw Radio, in addition to bringing you Mondays. That Monday's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. <clears throat> he also, of course, um, brings brings it over the weekend as well. Also, he provides it on WCWUS Revolution every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday nights, as well as NWO Wolfpack every Thursday night. And uh, also, the soul man Justin Lewis Fleming, who of course adds on to what John brings to the table. He, of course, uh, always makes his post every single day on WCWS Fan Empire, the wrestling portion on WCWS Fan Empire, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation. <clears throat> and also the pop culture version he posts on WCWS Entertainment Cavalcade, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS Entertainment. Plus he does also read these particular posts on all of our show on our shows here as well. In addition of Actually, I believe I've heard he has also done that on Raw Radio as well. But he also does it on Revolution every, like I said, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday nights, as well as NWO Wolfpack every Thursday night. So my thanks to also, as always, to John and Justin, John and Justin for keeping up with all of that here, of course, here during the weeks. Every week, we are 100% appreciative. 1605. 562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. This is episode 269, ladies and gentlemen, of WWS Power Hour. <clears throat> this is Saturday, like we said, July 24th, 2021. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, as always, coming at you from the HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, as always, taking it easy here. After a long, strenuous week here of big-time wrestling action here, of course, obviously, we did have Impact's anniversary last Saturday. A lot of big-time moments did take place there, including, of course, obviously, the group, the, the, the super group, the elite, of course, which is, uh, as you know, of course, comprised of AEW and Impact stars, led by, of course, the Impact an AEW world champion, as well as the AAA mega champion, Kenny Omega. Also, of course, the, uh, <clears throat> also, of course, now the new Impact World Tag Team Champions per their victory, of course, uh, last Saturday, of course, the Good Brothers. Also, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, as well as several other other superstars under, under their palette, under their, of course, stable, and, of course, all overseen, obviously, as well by the man who we knew in ECW a long time ago as uh, Cyrus, and we knew him in the WWF a long time ago as the Jackal. Of course, 
just recently let go as the vice president of impact, Don Callis. <clears throat> so obviously, of course, uh, this man does have, of course, a lot on the plate on his plate here. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did have WWE's Money in the Bank event here as well. Of course, a lot of topsy-turvy things did occur here between, of course, uh, Sunday and also all during the week here this week. Obviously, of course, we did we did some of the big-time stories that did pop up here. Obviously, Charlotte defeated Rhea Ripley Sunday at Money in the Bank. And, of course, uh, Charlotte did defend her title the following Monday on Raw in a return bout against Rhea Ripley. And, unfortunately, Rhea was hurt, but, nevertheless, she went in there and competed. And Charlotte did retain uh, when when Charlotte actually struck Rhea Ripley in the face with it. No, she was trying to walk away, and, and Rhea Ripley won by countout. But the thing about it is, obviously... Obviously, of course, uh, while after the match took place, obviously Rhea and Charlotte did brawl a little bit more in the ring. But of course, while that happened, the girl, the the one that the female competitor that won the Miss Money in the Bank, of course, who is now calling herself Nikki Ash, uh, <clears throat> almost almost superhero or something like that. But I'm just calling her Nikki Cross for now. So that's really who that is. Uh, ran down to the ring during all this encounter, and apparently Rhea Ripley took advantage of this by knocking Charlotte Flair senseless. And Nikki decided to go ahead and, and I guess, to try to make the also with the fact that that this was the first Raw in a lot long time with, of course, the fans. They want to do something big, so they obviously asked Nikki to go ahead and cash it in, and she sure did. And Sure enough, like I said, she capitalized with a big roll-up. One, two, three. Nikki Cross is your new Raw Women's Champion. So big time here indeed goes out to Nikki Cross here for that. We also, of course, saw, once again, of course, after we saw Sunday at Money in the Bank, we saw the return to Raw of, of course, legendary superstar who has also been doing a lot of acting here lately, obviously. And as, of course, you can't see me himself, John Cena. And also, of course, towards the end here, of course, Bobby, La we saw the WWE champion who, Bobby Lashley, who obviously, of course, issued after getting by Kofi Kingston, claiming he was still, like I said, unbeatable, issued a challenge to anyone. All of a sudden, Keith Lee returns, and Keith Lee gave him a very big-time bout. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he uh, And I'm even, even Lashley cannot deny that. He simply cannot deny that fact, of course, at all. Uh, but of course, in in typical Lashley fashion, he just went right, um, went through and all that, and just and just did his jumping jumping moves like he was a hyped up grasshopper. And next thing you know, Lashley of course pops up the winner in this. But just when, of course, obviously Lashley was celebrating, contemplating that and him an MVP, all of a sudden here comes WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg, who of course, as you know came out and issued the, issued the big challenge. But, of course, obviously, it, it, only, it didn't take Lashley no more than a day to actually say on Twitter that the thing about it is, is that he, he, said, he said that he wanted some real competition and he didn't want to face an old man. 
So obviously, of course, this has got the ire of Goldberg. This has got the ire, I'm sure, of, of especially, you know, Adam, possibly Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. I'm sure they've been listening to all this. I'm pretty certain that a lot of people have been listening to this. And, of course, it's just because that these, these, these superstars have the belts. They can dictate whatever they want. And, you know, actually saying that he was not going to compete against was not going to compete against Goldberg. Well, obviously Goldberg and the upper upper management may have something else to say about that, because just because Lashley is the champion does not mean that he that he owns that belt. So he's going to have to really be very very careful in what he says. In my personal point of view, uh, AEW Fighter Fest Night Two was not a disappointment at all. We saw some big time moments took take place there. As obviously the ongoing thing between Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, of course, after a big time matchup between Doc Gallows and Frankie Kazarian took place, obviously, of course, Hangman Page came out there while Frankie Kazarian was being beat down, and next thing you know, <clears throat> and they say you no, know, Don Callis was you know throwing his mouth around, this insulting the good folks there in Texas. And the next thing you know, Heyman Page puts his drink in the hands of Don Callis. And the next thing you know, that he starts beating all of them down. Next thing you know, the Dark Order comes in and starts knocking everybody in, in the group known as the Elite, Senseless, and everything like that. Oh, of course, by the way, we did, we did forget to, of course, I need to mention, obviously, NXT. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Karrion Cross still kind of a little bit upset over the fact after making his main roster uh, debut on Raw, of course, in a losing effort to Jeff Hardy. Um, obviously, of course, Mayfield still has some unfinished business in NXT, seeing as how he is the current NXT champion. Obviously, of course, there has been some speculation here that Samoa Joe may be the next person to obviously uh, challenge him for that title. But right now, at this point, even though we probably might have said a couple of spoilers about it, we obviously, of course, will have to definitely get some more confirmation on this, whether or not this is going to be the case. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if Samoa Joe is granted that opportunity, especially after what uh, what Karrion Cross actually did to, to NXT General Manager William Regal. So effective. <clears throat> so we'll definitely have to wait and see what else happens there. Of course. The ongoing thing here between the two stables, the uh, Hit Row and Legado Del Fantasma, continues to heat up. Obviously, of course, the uh, <clears throat> obviously the thing concerning uh, Kushida's Kushida and the group known as the Diamond Mine. Um, of course, that that was a big time matchup here. Him and Bobby Fish getting by the Di- Diamond Mine in in that case. Great matches here, of course. As always, great moments here, of course, as always. <clears throat> but uh, never, but nevertheless, here, like the NXT turnout proved to be another big-time winner here, of course. As, of course, we continue to say, NXT is really the only thing that's really keeping WWE afloat right now at this moment. Yes, they had their moments by seeing their legends come back like Cena and Goldberg, but like I said, the sad part about it is the legends don't stick around there for long, and they start losing momentum again. 
mean, don't get me wrong. There's some ta- there's some great talent in WWE. Vince McMahon has got to let these people do a lot of stuff on their own. Because, like I said, him and his ideas are not really working out. My personal point of view. Here you go. But that's just my take on that. Obviously, Impact, of course, was still reeling after what happened this past Saturday at, at Slammiversary. Uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of great moments. There was a lot of great moments there. Didn't really get to see it in real good detail. Of course, obviously, still reeling over the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling star Jane White appeared at Slammiversary. I'm sure there was a whole lot said about it. Right now, we're not certain if Jay White is the one is the one that obviously is uh, might be next to challenge Kenny Omega for the Impact World Title. We don't know who is up is up right now to challenge Omega for the Impact World Title. But of course, every time they say every time they say so, they they say there's nobody else to challenge. Somebody does eventually pop up, and then we can't wait to see who uh, eventually that is. Uh, last night's edition of SmackDown. Uh, of course, as you know, you heard one. You heard, of course, obviously between Sunday and Monday in the Bank and Monday on Raw. That one reason that Cena came back was because that he was going to be at. He came back for to be at SummerSlam to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Did not matter if SummerSlam was a big time event or the fact that Cena could become a 17-time World Champion. He wanted to get his hands on Roman Reigns. Well, apparently, it seems. That just like Bobby Lashley's tactics, it seems that Roman Reigns is playing the same t- tactics and all that, and saying that he was not going to compete against John Cena. Again, Roman Reigns is is digging himself into a hole along with Bobby Lashley, thinking it's because that you have the belt, you think you rule the roost. Well, you don't. And I don't give a darn who you are. I don't who, give a darn who you have backing you up in the form of the Usos. And also Paul Heyman or whatever. Like I said, it's going to be up to, of course, obviously, of course, Vince and who knows Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn. Who knows? Probably on the air, maybe it might be up to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. So, but obviously, of course, Roman apparently accepted some sort of challenge from Finn Balor. But Finn Balor does definitely have. You know, a legitimate claim as well. There's no denying that because he was the first man to hold the universal title, but he never got a chance to defend it the way he wanted because he got hurt the night after he won it. If anyone remembers that. So, like I said here, of course, WWE is going to come at a crossroads here. Who will get the opportunity? Will it be Finn or will it be John Cena? Because obviously, of course, they're not going to go by what Roman Reigns says. Because Roman Reigns does not rule Jack Squat. <clears throat> so, obviously, of course, if Roman doesn't comply with all that, or decide if Lashley doesn't comply with, you know, if they tell him that he's going to have to defend his belt against Goldberg, and if they tell Roman he's going to defend his belt against somebody, you know, if it is going to be either Cena or Finn Balor, and, Ro- and Roman still refuses to do any of that, then who knows? Roman may end up Roman and Lashley both may end up having those belts taken away from them. And then they're going to see how it feels big time here not to not to have not to have things their way. So of course obviously of course Edge still really and of course after his um his after his big time uh 
you know, he, he of course, had the universal title in the bag until, obviously, it was interference on the part of Seth Rollins, of course, in addition to, obviously, the Usos and Heyman. But still, but mostly it was Seth Rollins. And now for SummerSlam, it seems it may be Edge versus Seth Rollins. And, of course, Rollins and Edge did not waste any time, of course, in kind of hyping a lot of things up here as because there's been a whole lot of stuff with that. I'm sure dating back to when the situ- the storyline with the authority back in 2014, so about seven years ago. So obviously that I was still reeling in the back of Edge's mind here too. Whenever, whenever of course um, Rollins put his foot on Edge's neck at the time, who of course as you know Edge had been out for had to retire from back in 2011 due to his neck injuries and. Obviously, obviously, of course, it forced John Cena to, of course, bring Triple H and Stephanie McMahon back into power. Cena was the only one that could actually do that. So, obviously, so this has been steaming for a long time. A lot of people have been itching to kind of see something going on between Edge and Seth Rollins. And it looks like a lot of people are going to be able to get, finally get their wish. We're definitely going to have to wait and see what all happens there. But all in all, ladies and gentlemen, it was a real big-time week here, and we talked about it and covered it all. I mean, myself, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, Ian Club's Mid Patel, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. I mean, also a lot of sports stories were covered. Of course, they did a early edition of of, <clears throat> of, WC, of WWS Sports Machine, um, and of course, we're hoping that, uh, and of course, like in order to talk about a lot of stuff going on in the sports world, of course, as well, there was a lot to cover there, and I'm sure a lot of a lot of other big time things did, in fact, of course, take place and everything, including the, one of the biggest sports stories that was brought to my attention was the fact that, of course, this whole thing going on with the uh, Native, the Native American situation here um, is kind of baloney in itself. That the that the, that the Cleveland team, of course, everyone remembers that the Cleveland Indians, and of course, doing that as a matter of respect, which I I mentioned and preached about this on Revolution last night. Apparently, they seem to have changed their name. They're now calling themselves the Guardians. So. I mean, I don't know who in the Native American community started started this thing, but obviously, of course, whoever did and all that cannot could not keep their big mouth shut. If they did it, if they had a problem with it, all they had to do was just simply, you know, if they don't like it, then don't look at it, then don't watch it, don't don't, don't hear about it, whatever. I don't think it was disrespectful at all. My personal point of view. I mean, even even Mr. Patel, of course, mentioned on Revolution last night that there was some rumor flying around that the Atlanta Braves might be asked to start doing the same thing. I mean, keep in mind that so far I know the Washington team that everyone remembers for years was known as the Redskins. Of course, now they're calling themselves the Washington football team, which, of course, coming up after their upcoming season is over with is when they're going to have a brand new name. So, uh which, I mean, I don't see what the, I don't see at all any anything wrong with that at all. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And my personal opinion, there was nothing ever wrong with it. I mean, 
mean, we've always, I've always, we've always shown respect for everyone of all different cultures and points of view and all. And like I said, you know, athletes, of course, obviously, you know, like I said, are always like your modern day warriors anyway. So I don't see what the big deal was. I don't see what the big problem is. So, you know, they're going to pay for it sooner or later. Obviously, it's not going to help them win any games, but we're definitely going to have to wait and see what all happens. And, of course, like I said, once they probably Native Americans start seeing what happens in Cleveland like that, that, that you know, I mean, it, it, like you said, if you don't, they're probably, it's probably not going to bother them. But, I mean, but sooner or later and all that, Cleveland may end up doing it again because, obviously, of course, it's not going to do them any good. They may even go back to it. You know what? They need this leave well enough alone, in my own personal point of view. And if someone's offended by what I just said, I apologize. But like I said, a lot of people really do need to really, if they don't like it, then just don't, then just don't bother it. Don't watch. Don't spoil. Don't become a, a bad apple in the bunch. Just let everybody else enjoy it and leave it at that. One six zero five five six two zero four four four. Caller ID. <clears throat> one four one three six four pound six forty one p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is episode two hundred and sixty nine of WCWS <clears throat> uh, Power Hour here. Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, here with you here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> also, we'll go and keep you let you know that tomorrow morning at eight a.m., ladies and gentlemen, we'll have WCWS this morning. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, one um, eight oh five eight six one three pound. As I'll be talking about, as I, as I will bring to everyone's attention, your of course tomorrow's history, pop culture, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll do a complete rundown of what will be taking place here in the WWS Radio Network. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you some wrestling news stories, courtesy of Four Eleven Mania, that will come in, of course, here in here overnight. Between between tonight's edition of Power Hour and tomorrow morning, but we will of course keep you informed about about everything that goes on here indeed. So be sure to listen in tomorrow morning, starting at 8 a.m. of course for WWS Power Hour. As we said, 805-8613 pound. Be sure to chime in on that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to 411mania.com and see what wrestling stories that they have that they have. A, that they have listed here, of course, here uh, for tonight. <clears throat> we do, of course, we do, of course, like I said, thank our friends at 411 Mania, as always, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network uh, to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Power Hour, of course, as always, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, <clears throat> WWS This Morning, as well as Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also Sports Machine. And also, of course, in the second half of 2021, we hope to get a lot more of our shows back up and going. We will start definitely incorporating 411 Mania in some respects <clears throat> to, of course, uh, to, of course, like, like I said, those programs as well. Our first story of the night here, folks, comes to us from Joseph Lee tonight, as he says that CM Punk has followed AEW on Twitter. Obviously, this could be nothing, but in light of recent rumors, the timing is certainly interesting. CM Punk recently followed AEW on Twitter following rumors earlier this week that he was in talks with the company 
for an in-ring wrestling return. Living Color, the band that performed the song Cult of Personality, which Punk used in WWE, also followed AEW earlier today, but quickly unfollowed them. Um, Obviously, um, Javier Draven at uh, his Twitter account at Wrestling Covers today posted not only is Living Color following AEW, but CM Punk is as well. This is getting very real. So, right now, like I said, some people say that it is true about Punk going to AEW, but again, they're still they're still marking it down as primarily rumors. But we'll definitely keep let you know here about what 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 goes on with that speaking of AEW, joseph lee has our next story here as eight matches have been announced so far so far for this monday's AEW dark elevation all elite rest AEW, of course all elite wrestling has announced eight matches so far for monday's episode of AEW dark elevation which will air on youtube at 7 p.m here is the lineup of course, Pac with the Lucha Brothers and Alex Abrahantes will take on Chuck Taylor with Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta in his corner. Scorpio Sky will take on Fuego Del Sol. The Bunny and Maddie Rankowski will take on Chris Tatlander and Tay Conti. <clears throat> Chandler Hopkins, Cameron Cole, and Easy James will take on Brock Anderson in the Gun Club. Uh, Allen Five Angels and Ten of the Dark and uh, Ten of the Dark Order. We'll take on the Lucha Brothers with Alex, Alex Abrahantes in his corner. Their corner, I should say. Thunder Rosa will take on Mika Madrid. Angelica will take on Marco Stunt. And Amber Nova will take on Yuka Sakazaki. And AEW has posted a tweet on this as well. And when the video is officially posted here on YouTube for this event uh, on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, I we will be posting this on the AEWUS uh Facebook page, so be sure to check that out once we get that up and going. Joseph Lee posted this story today as well as more ECW events and more Coliseum videos have been added to Peacock. A lot of classic content has been added to the WWE Network on Peacock, including more ECW events and several other Coliseum video releases. The list includes the following. And there's a whole lot of them, so listen carefully here, folks. ECW Super Summer Sizzler 1993, and this is the following is all ECW. As we said, Super Summer Sizzler 1993, Ultra Clash 1993, Tag Wars 1994, Enter Sandman 1995, um, and A Matter of Respect at 1996. Also, this is a WWF event, the Battle Royal at the Royal Albert Hall. Also, WWF's Most Unusual Matches. Rampage 1991, Rampage 1992, Invasion of the Body Slammers, one on Jake the Snake Roberts, Roddy Piper's Greatest Hits, The Life and Times of Captain Lou, WWF Super Tape Volume 1, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Demolition, The Heart Foundation, The Ken Patera Story, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Razor Ramon, Macho Man, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, Macho Madness, Mega Matches, WWF's Hottest Matches, Wrestling's Living Legend Bruno San Martino, Wrestling's Greatest Champions, Wrestling's Most Embarrassing Moments, Mixed Match Challenge, and the 2020 Slammy Awards. Of course, there wasn't a whole lot to really do in terms of 
last year's slammies anyway because there wasn't a whole lot going on because of the pandemic. But they still did it, obviously. So Joseph Lee posted this story today as Jordan Grace breaks records at a, a, a powerlifting competition. Jordan Grace took part in a World Natural Powerlifting Federation in Georgia today. While there, she managed to break three state and national records for squat, bench press, and deadlift, respectively, in the 165-pound weight class. She posted this on 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 her on her uh, Twitter account. Of course, uh, Trisha Parker is a real name. She wrote on Twitter, "Made weight, broke all three state and national records for all three lifts, first place and best overall lifter." Thank you so much for all the support. I love you all so much. This is just the beginning. Her Impact Wrestling tag team partner, Rachel Ellering, also hyped up her appearance with a series of tweets. Of course, we did read the one from Jordan Grace. Um, and Rachel Ellering did post that row. She said, when I say she crushed this, there's one tweet. Another tweet says, focused, her quads are giving me life. She also said, this is Rachel Ellering continuing. It was also a national record. Rachel Ellering also said on, on to the bench press, her opener was 200 pounds and it was cake. She's unreal, you guys. Rachel Ellering says, I am crying. Her second bench press set a state and national record, 210 pounds, and she barely had to work for it. She is incredible. Keep in mind, these have a second, two-second pause on the chest, so it, it so it isn't easy. Rachel Ellering also says, how is she real? Her first deadlift broke a state record, and I broke a blood vessel in my hand, clapping so hard. We are both living our lives. That's my partner. That's my friend. And Rachel Ellering also said she's out here breaking her own records, you guys. Her last deadlift was a personal best, which is always the best feeling. She did this. And one more thing Rachel did say was she did it. So proud of you at Jordan Grace. You worked so hard for you worked so hard for this. You can check out those tweets made by both Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering on this. But congratulations, indeed. Well, Jordan Grace is one tough lady. You can't, you, you don't want to mess around with her at all. The big time. Joseph Lee posted this story today as Cody Rose talks about he, but says he thinks of Triple H as a role model and actually says that they had actually spoke recently. In an interview with Inside the Ropes, Cody Rhodes said that he considered Triple H to be something of a role model, and he revealed the two actually spoke recently. And here are some highlights. On Breaking the Throne at Double or Nothing 2019, Cody says, I think I wanted to make a statement on what we were doing, and I think what we did was clearly the biggest statement we could make. Afterwards, you know, I, I, really, I get really long-winded. Sometimes I say the wrong thing, and in this executive role, I put, I put my foot in my mouth so many times, whereas when I was a talent, I could get away with it. Talents can lie. Talents can exaggerate. When you're any type of management, you're held accountable, which is a lesson for me to learn. On Triple H himself, Cody says, so I don't know if I should share this, but at some point it's going to come off my chest. Triple H is probably my favorite wrestler, and he was a role model. I'll let I only watched him a distance, but he reminded me a lot of my dad in the sense that I watched him do all the work, be this executive and then go out there. And he was only part-time for most, for the most part, other than when I first started and had that run with him and Teddy and Sean. He really was the, a model in terms of, okay, you can do both. You, you can do both. You can do both. 
but you have to be really disciplined. You have to take it really seriously. And that doesn't get you many friends when you're the harmonic granger of the company and you just take it so seriously and are just a, and, and are just a little bookworm. Or if Triple H spoke to him after the throne spot or if they've spoken since. Cody says, no, he did not. He did congratulate me on my baby. And no one and no one knows because he's got like a hundred girls. I think that was really nice of him. So at least there's not a whole lot of animosity there, but he did but who knows? Something could possibly happen sometime down the road. Joseph Lee posted this story today as Edge talks about that he had been to be talked into doing the ladder doing the a money in the bank ladder match and in an interview with WWE's the bump via fightful um, edge spoke about his participation in the first money in the bank ladder match at wrestlemania 21 and revealed that he had to be talked into doing it he of course eventually won the match and went on to cash it in on john cena to become the new wwe champion he and this is a, this is this is all edge right here folks and this is, he said all this right here he said, I wish I could say that I had this vision of how I would become, how it would become its own pay-per-view, and no, not at all. As a matter of fact, when they first told me that I'd be in this thing called the Money in the Bank match, I said, another ladder match? I don't want I don't want to be the ladder match guy. I want to do more than that. I want a straight wrestling match where I can just get in there and go. I actually said, don't put me in it. I'll find my way on WrestleMania another way, and if I'm not on this year, I'll make sure I'm on next year. But I'm tired of ladder matches. I don't want to get pigeonholed for that. That was not very bright thinking. So finally, this is, and it sounds so stupid, but I had to be talked into participating in the match. It wasn't until eight months in, holding up this briefcase, carrying it with me on every plane because I had to carry, take this thing everywhere. That's when I started to realize when I came out of New Year's Revolution and I heard the crowd, that's when I went, oh man, this is something. This is something very cool. Then to be involved in the next five years worth of cash-ins, I, either I, I was cashed in or or it was cashed in on me or I was in the match where it was cashed in. It's so amazing to sit back and think I was a huge part of the Money in the Bank, which is now a pay-per-view, and, of course, TLC, which is now a pay-per-view. That's really cool. That's the kind of thing when you first get into this, but when you're thinking of getting out of it, you go, okay, hopefully I gave back to this industry and, industry and I made it better. <clears throat> While I was here, hopefully that should be the goal. I try to help town along the way, try to and push people, whatever it is, even if even if those are the only two things that I'm a part of leaving behind because there are plenty of talents involved in it, then it's mission accomplished. So, of course, talking about the, obviously he was talking about the one back in 2005, which started the whole trend here um, for the, for obviously the, uh, 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 one story that's now popping in here, Joseph Lee just now posted it. As Kenny Omega talks about it, he hopes that AEW Rampage will focus more on women's wrestling. D- during an interview with Wrestling Observer Radio, Kenny Omega said that he hopes the upcoming series AEW Rampage will focus more on women's wrestling than Dynamite currently does. He said the following, Rather than give them more Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, MJF, I'd rather give them the extremely talented individuals that maybe you can't see that week. We have incredibly gifted female wrestlers that have been working really hard fighting for spots. Maybe it's time we give them some more. 
that would count as a variation in content, more women's wrestling. Of course, as you know, the series will debut on August August the 13th at 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. So we'll definitely be watching that here and see maybe if they follow through with that little piece of advice. Our next story here, Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as, of course, you might remember Tucker from the group Heavy Machinery discusses why he thinks Heavy Machinery did not get a tag title run in WWE. Speaking to the Angle podcast recently, uh, recently, uh, recently, of course, uh, recently the Angle podcast spoke to former WWE superstar Tucker, real name Levi Cooper, that as, as he discussed heavy machinery, never getting a run with the tag titles. Here is an, here is an excerpt, um, of course, via Fightful. Tucker, Tucker said, at the risk of sounding arrogant, I think maybe a part of the reason we didn't get those was that we were able to get over on our own. Hey, this big baby face team, <clears throat> you listen to the you 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 listen to the crowd when we come out. They love us. They're all about us. You don't need to put the straps on us for them. Championships, for the lack of a better term, of a better term, television prop is the prize that's followed over. You need something where there's an antagonist and protagonist. And they have a conflict, and of course, and of course, and of course, as you know, Tucker uh, received his release from WWE last April, and of course, <clears throat> and of course, obviously, uh, we'll post this on our interview corner page. We have several we need to get on there, so we'll definitely get that posted on there, of course, as soon as possible. Our next story here, folks, Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as there is a backstage update on superstars opting out of the Performance Center training sessions. Fightful Select has an update on the recent training centers that were taking place at the WWE Performance Center for wrestlers who prepare for returning to the road and live turn in front of fans. The training sessions have been a topic of controversy after Bailey was reportedly injured during a training session at the Performance Center. While WWE mandated these sessions, which were reportedly which which were reportedly mandatory at first, Fightful reports that while the sessions were originally stated as being mandatory, talent relations in the following days informed the roster that if they had a personal reason they could not attend the sessions, those would be taken into consideration. Additionally, several wrestlers reportedly offered personal reasons they could not attend the sessions, so they did not make it out to them. However, one of the wrestlers Fightful spoke to expressed that almost all the women's wrestlers on the roster made the trip to the to the performance center as previously reported sasha banks who has not appeared on tv since wrestlemania 37 also made the trip to get in some training at the performance center so so we'll keep our eyes open on this as well i mean especially you know keep in mind that bailey was supposed to wrestle bianca belair at the money to bank pay-per-view but unfortunately she got hurt prior to that and that's why they had to change that's why all that was um, altered at the very last minute Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as Tammy Sitch, of course, you might remember her as Sunny in the WWF, reflects on her recent prison sentence. Former ECW star Francine recently interviewed WWE Hall of Famer Tammy Sitch for the Eyes Up Here podcast, who discussed, who actually discussed her time in prison 
Here are some highlights from WrestlingInc.com. Sitch on her prison stand in Pennsylvania. She says, well, this was totally different. I got a driving on a suspension charge. I'm suspended from the old DUIs. So it's a mandatory six months in jail in New Jersey. I did my six months for that, but that violated the probation. I was still on in Pennsylvania. So I had to max out that time, and that was maxed out to May 21st. I did just over 10 months, fun stuff. I'm all done with that probation in Pennsylvania now. They can't do anything else to me. That five years of them sending me back all the time for sneezing in the wrong direction is done. That's over my my PP in Pennsylvania was horrible. It doesn't matter what I would do. If I had half an hour, if I was half an hour late from an appointment, she would violate me and stick me in jail. It was just BS, but I'm done with that. It's all over. I'm good here in New Jersey. I just can't drive because if I do, when I get pulled over, it'll be another mandatory six months. On what the experience was like for her, Tammy says, they make it out to be a lot worse on TV than it actually is. It really, It's really not that bad. It's doable if you can make it, though. You don't even have to wake up if you don't want to. But I'm diabetic, so they would come and wake me up at 4.30 every morning, do a sugar check, and, and to give me insulin. So at 4.30 every morning, it's a medical thing, so you have to do it. And I go back to sleep for a couple of hours, and usually around uh, 8 o'clock is when they pop your door, and you can go out and watch TV, and, you know, breakfast comes and all that stuff. I didn't eat a lot of their food, though, because the food's horrible. But, yeah, all you basically do is watch TV, play cards, and, you know, you can sleep all day if you want to. There's a lot of girls who color, like those adult coloring books, so they're coloring. <clears throat> uh, Tammy also talks about how it was run. She says, where I was anyway, there was no strict format of things you have to do. You could be lazy or could do something. I, or could do something. I actually got a job there so I could have something to do. I got the best job in the jail because they trusted me and they knew I wasn't going to like, <clears throat> I wasn't like run. So I was cleaning the warden's office in the lobby and got to take the garbage out by myself into the parking lot where all the cars are. They trusted me that I was going to come back and not run down the street. So we'll also post this right here. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think we can, but now that we're going to be able to do that, but check out this page where the story is. You can also go back and listen to the, uh, you can you can go, you can go to I guess it's on I think it's on Spreaker. You can actually check that out right there. Um, I thought we could, but apparently you can't. So I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry to mislead everyone there. Uh, Okay, two a couple more stories right here, folks. First one here, of course, we go back to the thing with CM Punk. Blake Lavelle posted this story today as Booker T talks about CM Punk potentially signed with AEW. Punk spit on AEW roster versus the WWE roster. In a recent interview on the Hall of Fame podcast, Booker T discussed CM Punk potentially signed with AEW, whether AEW or WWE makes more sense for Punk and much more, and here are some of Booker T's comments. Booker T, of course, on CM Punk possibly signed with AEW, Booker says, my thing is, is this, out of sight, out of mind, CM Punk has been out of the game for a minute, I'm not hating or anything like that, but my thing is this, even a great physique as I have right now at 56, when I got in my 40s, mid-40s, even though I look good, 
I had a phobia about taking my shirt off in the locker room with the young guys. I had a subconscious thing that I was working with, with, with there and thinking maybe my time has passed me by. Maybe it's time for me to start doing something else as, as well as, man, I'm, am I losing a step? I started questioning myself when I got to a certain age. That's where I'm coming from with the CM Punk thing. Can he go out there and still do it? Yes, but has, but has the game changed tremendously in the last seven years? Yes, I think so. On whether AEW or WWE makes more sense for Punk at this point in his career, <clears throat> uh, Booker says, I think the, the best place for CM Punk is the place that wants him. The place that wants him the most. I'm serious. That's the way I look at that thing right there. CM Punk has been away from the WWE for quite some time. He didn't leave on the greatest of terms or anything like that. Will he be welcome back if he were to come back? I'm sure. Is AEW a softer landing spot? Maybe something new and a fresh start? Perhaps, yeah. I think the place that wants him the most is the place where CM Punk needs to be. I don't care if it's New Japan, AEW, or WWE. On if, da- on if Daniel Bryan going to AEW influences CM Punk one way or another and Punk's fit on the AEW roster, Booker says, me personally, I can't say yes or no because I don't know how good, good of friends those guys were. I know CM Punk, when he left the business, he cut ties with pretty much everybody. I can tell you this, no one's decision has ever influenced me to do anything in the business. I think Punk will gel with more people in AEW these days than he would in WWE. And the roster in WWE is totally different other than a few guys like Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio. But I don't know how well he got along with those guys. And, of course, we do give credit to Booker T's Hall of Fame podcast for this. And we will, and we will, we will definitely post this video on the uh, interv- WWS interview corner page if you want to, of course, go back and listen in on that. And speaking of uh, Daniel Bryan with AEW uh, and the AEW thing, here, here's what this is. This story came out last yesterday from Jeremy Thomas, as Daniel Bryan's talks with AEW reportedly began sometime during the summer. A new report has some details on when Daniel Bryan began talking with AEW about a potential contract. As it was reported earlier this week, Bryan is said to have signed with AEW, and there is a tentative plan for him to debut at AEW's Grand Slam Dynamite on September 22nd from New York City. According to Bodyslam.net, who reported the original news, Bryan began discussions with AEW sometime in the last few weeks. There have been internal discussions within AEW about bringing Bryan in, but the two sides didn't start speaking until recently. There's no word of how long Brian is signed for, but as the original report, report noted, he is believed to be officially signed to a contract. So we'll definitely keep our eyes open on both of these big-time situations here. You know, if, in fact, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, we're not, and, of course, our people have been watching this and posting some things here, too. And we're not doubting what anyone has anyone here in WWS has told us of what they've been reading and everything like that. But of course we want to make absolutely certain that it's all legit and official before we make any before we contemplate anything of course that is currently going about anything that's potentially going to go down. On that note here folks I want to thank everybody here for listening in here tonight to episode 269 of WWS Power Hour. Um, keep in mind, of course, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., do not forget WCWS this morning, of course, 805-8613-POUND. As we said, we will definitely, of course, bring you tomorrow's Wrestling and Pop Culture History and Birthday Report. 
we will also, of course, give you a complete rundown of the weeks uh, of the coming weeks uh, lineup of shows here in the WCWS uh, radio network on TalkShoe, as well as, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you some we'll bring you some more wrestling news tidbits that may come in overnight, courtesy of our friends, as always, from 411mania.com. So be sure to listen in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for WCWS this morning, of course, right here as a part of the radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. Be sure to, of course, as always, check out all of our groups on Facebook. Of course, in, in addition to, and of course, in addition to, um, to, of course, as we mentioned before, Fan Empire and the Entertainment Cavalcade. Be sure to check out, of course, Game Show Alley, Sports Roundup, Location of Animation, the WWS Movie Channel. We've added some more movies on here just as recently as last night. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, check out our tribute groups to Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, as well as Whose Line Is It Anyway? Also, check out our other uh, other tribute groups, including uh, Home Improvement, Home More Power Forever, also NASCAR US High Octane History, Motor Week Retro Review Cars of the Past, uh, A Gaseous Affair, also, of course, uh, <clears throat> also um, our tribute to the TV show Night Rider. Of course, as you know, Riding Into the Night, a Night Rider tribute. Be sure to check out check that out. Also check out our wrestling tribute groups, including AWUS, NXT US, ROH US, NWA US, WCCW US, AWA US, NWO US, DX US, and so forth. Also check out our group dedicated to the to some classic ladies wrestling, uh, women of WCWS. Check that out. Also definitely check out the WCWS NXT NG Video Vault. We've, pl- we've posted some more great videos on there here just recently, including some some recent stuff here from uh, from the early editions of Monday Nitro around the time that, of course, Hogan turned heel and formed the NWO. There's a lot of moments pertaining to that. Also, some old WWF moments here as well, but there's a lot of great stuff there, so definitely check out everything that's been posted there here just recently. Also, of course, <clears throat> check out all of our other groups, including the Revolution Radio Facebook page, well, we currently have a post right now, uh, a poll as of right now, um, and of course I'm not sure. I'm, we're going to, we're going to double check this while we are on the air here before we go. Uh, <clears throat> as soon as we get it, as soon as we of course get it, of course pulled up here. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, Uh, let's uh, give us this. Uh, here, okay, here it is. Um, we posted a posted a poll earlier today, of course, in lot uh, having to do with the current situation here involving, you know, whether or not that despite you know Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns saying no to John Cena and uh, Goldberg for matches for their respective belts, I actually posted. We posted a poll on here, of course. Um, of course, the question was obviously the opinion poll here is. Excuse, 
<clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, we posted a poll here a, a little while ago here saying that despite saying no to Cena and Goldberg this week, will Roman Reigns and Bobby Lash eventually defend their belts against these legends? Of course, your choices are yes, no, maybe, or I don't know. And ladies and gentlemen, so far we've had five folks, uh, and I will even say I, put, I even voted myself, eventually saying that yes, they will. Uh, of course, we're going to keep this poll up here for a little while, at least until, of course, uh, you'll probably at least towards SummerSlam. But I'm sure we'll get some more responses. We'll get probably get some comments on this as well. But check that out here as well. Um, and we love to we love to hear your we love to hear your of course your thoughts and opinions about uh, about all that. But so far, like I said, we've got like five we've got five folks here that have that have including myself, um, <clears throat> myself and four of the people so far are saying that eventually that yes, that Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley will be defending their belts against, like I said, Cena and Goldberg. You know, even though that you know they said no earlier this week and everything like that. So we'll definitely keep an eye on this and let you know of course what everyone does said. And there'll be some comments on here too, here too. And we'll definitely repeat some of the comments that have been made on all of our shows here this week as well. And this is going to be a very unique topic of course here in the days ahead especially leading towards the end of next month going in towards SummerSlam in Las Vegas. So we'll definitely keep our eyes open on that. Until then, <clears throat> until then here, folks, uh, check out also all of our episodes of all of our shows, of course, right here on TalkShoe. <clears throat> uh, from from dating back all the way to the beginning in 2015 all the way up till today, uh, you might definitely find a lot of conversations, discussions, um, back and forth debates and all that stuff big time here. Very, very interesting and unique, so I would definitely recommend checking all that out here indeed. Power Hour 269 is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, six years older and continuing to be bolder. The WCWS radio network <clears throat> is, is, of course, as always, your wrestling and your pop culture and is and forever will remain your wrestling and also pop culture connection. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, on WCWS this morning, starting at 8 a.m. As we said, 805-8613 pound. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, continue to stay safe out there, of course, as we still continuing to be a little bit threatened, of course, here with this new variant of the of the dreaded uh, pandemic. Uh, so definitely stay stay safe out there, folks. Do every precaution that you feel is necessary. And just, <clears throat> just of course, as always, one thing I haven't said in a while here, but of course I will continue to say definitely one thing that will definitely be a big time help. And that's of course keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and of course do a whole lot of praying. There's a lot of all this in combination with whatever else. Any other suggestions you may have, of course, may definitely kind of help combat this uh, in the long run, big time here. So definitely, of course, keep all that in mind here, indeed. Until then, folks, take care and God bless. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and stay safe, folks. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning.
care and God bless, folks. This is a w- w- WCWS Radio Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.